everybody. I'm Melissa Bonzek and welcome to episode 82 of Books Cubed, the show where I chat with authors you should be reading. It is Thursday, November 12th, 2020, and I'm back after a short hiatus. I am very excited to be here today because I am chatting about genies and magic and bottles. It is so much fun. I am talking with A.E. McKenna, and we're going to get right to it. Okay, I want to welcome A.E. McKenna to the show today. I am really excited to have her here because I have been reading snippets of her new series. Actually, it's a prequel to her new series, and uh, I feel like I know these characters, and uh, I am really excited to read them when they come out, and her, her snippets so far have been really good, so I feel confident having her on the show and recommending her out to everybody, so welcome today. Hi, thank you for having me. Tell everybody you write magic. You have yes, genies. I, so this this series is the Smoke and Magic series. Mm -hmm. And your yes. first book is Bad Luck Genie. And if you're watching on video, you can see if you lean just a little bit to one side, there you go. You can see the cover, the front, and it's a Bad Luck Genie. And there she is all grown up. Uh, I've been reading about her as a small four-year-old. I think she was four in the prequel. Yeah, she was four in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. So tell everybody just a little bit. Oh, let me read her bio real quick, which I usually do. So A.E. McKenna is from the Midwest where she drinks beer, eats cheese and pets cats all at the same time and all things that I like to do, too. So just tell everybody a little bit about what this series is. Um, Lucy has been raised a human because she um, was cursed. And so her parents are trying to negate the curse and everything. And she finds out that she's not human when her sleazy fiance traps her in a bottle and then sells her to pay off his debt. So. Oh man, yeah, that so totally sucks. To... So this is about her getting free and maybe getting even? No, actually um, when she's being marketed off, she accidentally creates a link with an undercover agent and blows his cover. And so this is all about them breaking that link, but her mom wants her to break her curse. So they're chasing after a relic, um, Rasputin's bones, which can grant impossible wishes like resurrection, kill someone um, and freedom for a genie and, and still have all the power. And he wants to take over the fake courts and they have to get the bone first before him and then she has to decide, does she break her link with that, with the dude, or does she break her curse? Uh, now, how did she get her curse as a child? Yes, um, her father is a legendary lucky genie. Like, um, his name is Frankie Avalon, and uh, his name spurred the, the real Frankie Avalon, the human one, spurred his fame. So, you know, he's really lucky. And he captured some evil fake court guy and he cursed him to have a child that was the exact opposite of him uh okay okay and then her mother is yes. uh, also a genie yes she's a fortune genie so she deals with money currencies things like that she has a coupon for everything oh man i want her in my life <laughs> yeah i could have so many shoes <laughs> now this one this one is your first this isn't your first book though uh no not really the first one you know it didn't really get any traction it was like um a really long time ago so yeah, kind of kind of changing gears yes the first one was a time swapped historical romance and um 
you know, I was writing what I knew because I, that's what I, I read a lot of that. And uh, I didn't really enjoy writing it, but I you know, went with a self-publishing thing and um, I stumbled across Terry Pratchett not too, too long after that. And I was like, this is what I want to write. And so, yeah. Yeah. A good one, to, a good one to emulate. Definitely. So this book is going to be out by the time we were recording this just a little bit early. Uh, and when this, when this does air, the book should already be out and where will, yes. where will people be able to find it? Amazon. It'll be on Kindle Unlimited. Kindle Unlimited. I love Kindle Unlimited. Yeah. Love being able to just sit and pick books and read and read and read. I do miss, uh, I mean, I, I like reading okay from a, um, a Kindle. I do yes. miss the feel of paperbacks. Will this be out in paperback? Yeah, it's going to be out in paperback. Oh, so that's good. That's good. Because yeah. yeah, some things in the days when we could, you know, move about the country freely, I always had a about four or five books on my Kindle and I would stand in line and just open my Kindle and read whatever I felt like reading or listening to nonfiction. That's mainly what I listen to is nonfiction. Uh, and then even then I, I would still, uh, I'd be walking my dog and with a paperback and I'd realize that in the middle of the street, which was... Not good. So that got me onto audiobooks. So are you thinking audiobooks also eventually? Eventually, yeah. You know, yeah, I, think, I think that's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. So you are young compared to me, way young. So I think it's really smart to get started now. But, you know, since you've already started once and it really didn't work well, anything besides the genre, changing genres, anything else you would have, would have wanted to tell yourself at the time to make it easier that you, since you've learned more things along the way now? Um, find people that are honest and willing to give you feedback, not family and friends. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a huge one. And if you're listening and you are an author, hope you're listening. If you're an author also, don't share with your family and friends. They're not your, they're not your audience. Mm -mm. You know, uh, like my mother, uh, I write, uh, at the moment I write cozy and she's constantly asking me, where's the love? There's no love in these books. <laughs> I said, I, there's no time. You know, it's, it's a very quick, fast paced mystery. There's no time for kissing. And she'd get all upset. I want love. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, mom. Okay. I don't, I don't write that. But yeah, I think that's smart to find yourself. Have you found a group you think that you that you feel now that you fit in with? There is a writing community um, that I'm a part of. It's called Scribophile. And um, it's just jam-packed with so many people from all over the world. You can get any question you want answered. And, you know, they also have tons of opinions too. So <laughs> you got to take what works with your story you know? Yeah, definitely. If we remind me, let me put a little note, we'll put a link to the show notes um, for for people. If you are looking for a community uh, um, to help with your writing. Now I know that um, the big today, we were recording this early, today is Halloween. And yes. so uh, tomorrow starts National Novel, National Novel Writing Month, also known as NaNoWriMo. Are yeah. you going to be participating this year? Yes. Yes, I'm, I'm doing the sequel to Bad Luck Genie, which I also wrote Bad Luck Genie during Camp Nano, the April Camp Nano. Yeah, they, so. have, uh, they have a camp in April and I think July also. Yes, yes. I think I did it one July, uh, a very long time ago. I did it so long ago that they still list Wisconsin as my home, home state. And that was like three states ago. So That's funny. Wisconsin is the neighbor. 
I can't figure out how to change it. So I just leave it, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so you've got the, but it's going to be, no, no, what is the genre for Magic Genies? Um, this is urban fantasy. Um, I would say something like uh, it's a humorous action adventure and, you know, myths and legends, genies phase, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like stuff that, that's got a little bit of humor. Why don't you uh, read a clip for people just so they can get a feel for uh, what they need to buy? Probably starting today. We'll have links in the show notes and I'll talk more at the beginning and at the end about it. Okay, so um, this this scene that I picked is um, her in the bottle. She just got sucked into the bottle and she's freaking out. And I'm sorry for the swearing, sort of. Oh, that's okay. I'll warn. I'll try to remember to warn people, but you're warned now. Oh, you know, cover the kids' ears. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I yanked on the chains, but the cuffs on my wrists wouldn't budge. The sensation that my skin was boiling had reduced to a simmer and overpowered the dull aid from the stitches. Reese's laughter was oversized, like he was a giant and I was poor Jack waiting for him to fall asleep so I could escape. Oh shit, what did he do to me? I couldn't breathe. Squeezing pain bloomed in the left side of my chest. Help, I wheezed, then sucked in another shallow breath. Help, I gulped, glancing around. The room was bare except for the pole the chains latched to, but there was something else going on inside me. I wasn't sure what it could be. A presence, maybe? I didn't hear voices, but there was some kind of new power inside me. I didn't understand what was happening, but it felt like I could do anything if I weren't chained to a freaking pole in a, in a, where the hell was I anyway? The room swayed and my view of our bedroom shifted as if I was being carried. I fell against the glass, and through purple-tinted windows, I realized Reese had picked up the prison he locked me in. His hand rubbed the windows, and the squeak grated on my nerves. If he thought he could summon me like Major Nelson did Jeannie, then he had another think coming. Blue smoke flooded the room, but it didn't choke me. Once more, that hot, prickling sensation ripped through me, and I was lifted off my feet. The air grew tight. I was sure my eardrums would burst at any moment. I screamed, I couldn't help it. Fresh air blew hair from my face and dried my tears as I fell on my hands and knees in the bedroom. I stared at the gold chains attached to the bangles on my wrists, leading to the bottle in Reese's hand as he set it on the dresser. Oh my God, was I inside that? A sensation quivered beneath my breastbone and I just knew it was a bottle confirming my thoughts. My stomach turned watery, impossible, wow. Reese chuckled and lifted his hands like he was framing me in a picture. It's really true. Here, put this on. He pulled me to my feet and handed me the tiny pheasant veil. Foot, something overtook me. For lack of better words, it felt like the chains attached to my wrists were also inside me and they tricked my vocal cords. My spine stiffened, my shoulders squared, and my eyes widened. You have entered into a contract with this bottle. In no uncertain terms may you negotiate with this bottle and the power of the Ginny within. Reese's smile was dazzling. This is so cool. I hate invisible chains gripped my vocal cords again and the bottle took over. The conditions are simple. One, wishes require power and you may only have the power of three, combined or separated. Two, a wish cannot kill or bring one back from the dead, nor can a wish create life. Three, Wishes cannot impact the emotions of others. 
The chains of my throats released me and I sagged. Reese regarded me with narrowed eyes while he rubbed his chin. I couldn't get enough air in my lungs. Spots formed in front of my eyes. I had to get out of here. I spun and ran for the apartment door. Just as my hand wrapped around the knob, the chains grew taut and I couldn't move my arms forward. No, 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 this can't be happening. I whirled, gripped the golden links and tugged, nothing happened. My heart jackhammered in my ears. Reese sauntered into the living room, carrying the purple metallic bottle and cocked a brow. What are you doing? The tautness in the chains didn't slacken. They only seemed to dial in like a retractable cord to an appliance. I lifted my hands, brandishing the cuffs. The chains, you asshole! His face scrunched together. What chains? The ones leading from the bottle to my wrists. I pressed a hand to my chest, trying to still my galloping heart. This couldn't be happening. He must have slipped me some kind of drug. Oh, right, he nodded. Rex said genies reacted funny to gold. Rex? Yeah. He owns the Valley of Kings store downtown. I picked up some shisha there yesterday and I saw an engagement ring that reminded me of you, but it was gold and you're, he curled his fingers into air quotes, allergic to gold. I am allergic to gold. These bracelets hurt. I gripped one cuff and squeezed, twisted and tugged, but it didn't budge. I tried to wedge my fingertips beneath the bangle, rapidly blinking my eyes. If I cried, I'd lose all self-control. Help me take them off. Don't be a moron, Lucy. Why would he help me when he did this to me? What the hell am I? No one is fucking allergic to gold. I looked it up. It's hypoallergic, hyperallergenic. He glared. I used to find that expression sexy. It attracted him to me in the first place, but not now. I didn't recognize him anymore. Parts of my heart shriveled and broke apart. How had we ended up here? Maybe I corrected his words one too many times. Maybe I should have been more accepting of his attitude lately. Maybe I shouldn't have trusted him. Reset the bottle on the coffee table next to my phone. Rex said it's a genie thing. You kept this from me and you could have helped me sooner. I'm not a genie. But the bottle said otherwise. How could I not know this about myself? I don't know how, but I had the distinct feeling that if I really wasn't a genie, then I wouldn't be in golden chains right now. And Reese and I would be having a normal fight about wasting money on jewelry. Wait a minute. I wheezed in a breath. You were looking to buy me an engagement ring, but decided to chain me instead? You're immortal now, according to Rex. Reese waved a hand dismissively. I need to figure out what to wish for. Irresistible to women might be a good idea, but he leered at me. I wanted to shower off his filthy gaze. Instead, I straightened, mimicking the bottle. The bottle does not permit you to use me for sex stuff. The bottle didn't overwhelm me to correct myself, but that didn't mean I was right either. Your eyes didn't glow when you said that, we smirked. I crossed my arms over my chest, feeling naked. If you're so concerned about getting laid, why don't you take a shower once in a while? He snapped his fingers. I know. I wish to go back in time and change my bet from hoof-hearted to mystery count. That race really fucked me over. My spine stiffened and once more the bottle overwhelmed me. Time is a linear construct for humans. He pointed at me. See, now I believe you when you say that. He rubbed his mouth, which means I just need to go for the obvious wish, doesn't it? I can't believe I'm doing this. Glee lit up his blue eyes and he rubbed his hands together. Genie, I wish to have so much money that I won't have to work for the rest of my life. Indignant fire snapped through my limbs, igniting my anger. Power sparked to life in my chest, zapped into my legs, and ratcheted up the vertebrae of my spine like electricity. 
The fine hairs on my body rose and my skin pimpled. Plopping my hands on my hips, I narrowed my eyes. Oh, you'll be well taken care of for life. Wish granted. Dun, dun, dun. I think it's probably <laughs> going to lead to bad things, I hope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's the one thing that, you know, you think about wishes. And as you were reading, I was sitting there thinking, what would I wish for? I thought everything I'd wish for would probably end up in a disaster. Yes. You know, you yes. have to be really careful how you word it. Monkey's paws. Do you, have you ever heard of that little story where the guy's like, I wish, you know, for money or something like that. And his son dies in a war and that's how he gets the money. Yeah. And then he wants his son back and then his son is sitting in the back seat, but dead. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, so it was, yeah, it's very creepy. Very creepy. And then I think he has to wish the paw away or something. I'd have to look that up to see what the uh, full story is. But I remember it being very creepy. And yeah, I mean, the moral is that um, don't wish for things. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in the how many books will be in the series? I'm thinking somewhere around four or five, maybe six. Maybe six. So in the first one, she gets bound as a genie. So I'm thinking she stays a genie for a while, or is that? Well, she's of... always she's technically always a genie, but she's right now she's a slave. Slave. So, that's it. I did yeah. it wrong. Yeah, she gets stuck as a slave. And it takes three wishes to grant someone free will. So. Ah, okay. So they have to use all three of the wishes, to. Oh, interesting. I like that. I like that. So, there are. This is a whole thing out there right I mean there's other books about genies there are some yeah oh but so this is a this might be an area then that there's not a lot of books already no I you know I I've seen some I've and I've also come across other people writing some so it it's all it's not I don't see a lot but there's definitely there's a fae element to this but so there's definitely a lot of fae books out there and what is that for people that don't know um uh elves sort of okay uh, that's that's a really bad they're fairies yeah so you've got the guy and he's yeah. kind of a, a jerk and so the guy on the cover who is he mm -hmm. is he the guy that imprisoned her or the one that she's kind of bound to she's this is the guy on the cover is malware tanaka and she she's the one the he's the one that she ruined his cover she blew his cover okay and that's not he's the a, boyfriend no not the sleazy guy uh okay so as you, for me, um, my main character is a woman. Your main character is also a woman, but there are men that she interacts mm -hmm. with. And uh, I find that I don't write my main characters. Her, she has a brother who's famous and I don't write him into my books a lot just because, I don't know. I don't feel like I quite have a handle on who he is. I mean, I kind of do, but it's hard to write his character. So I don't write him often. Do you find that you have a good grasp on writing the male characters as opposed to your female lead i it's it's okay malware actually has a pov in the book so i do write from his point of view and i sometimes ask my husband certain questions like what did it feel like when you did this where do you feel your emotions manifest do you obsess over these sort of things and he 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 finally realized what I'm asking him about. So he gives me the straightforward answers, but it's, you know, not that different than from women, weirdly. You know, probably not. I mean, people are people, you know, yeah, at, yeah. What, was, what show was I? I was watching some show recently and I was really pleased. Oh, I was watching Farscape. Uh, mm -hmm. And after watching Farscape, I was really 
not impressed, but happy with how many times the men cried on that show. And no one shamed them for it. I mean, they had their emotions were just as strong as any of the women's emotions on the show. In fact, I think the men cried more than the women did. So, but it, but it was nice. It was a nice change to see men that were not um, afraid of showing their emotions. Yeah. You know, and, and I think you're right. I think it's like when you write for a character, it's not really that they're a man or a woman, that that's just they're a person and how, you know, how they react to things are not necessarily a masculine or a feminine way. And, uh, and that might be, you know, with, with her brother, with my character's brother, that I just don't, um, don't overthink it, which yeah. I tend to overthink quite a bit. Do you find yourself yeah. ever having issues where you're overthinking things? Yes. Yes. And, and then I'm just like, I'm just going to throw this down right now, you know, get it out. And it turns out that's perfect or pretty close to what I needed to write in the first place. Yeah. You know, I think you just don't need to think about it. Um, which is easy to give that advice, but it's really hard to take that advice. Yeah, it really is. Don't think about it and write. And anybody who's a regular listener of the show knows that we do our writing prompt shows once a month. And I always complain about how difficult it is to just sit and write and not go back and re-edit. And I think that that's something that, you know, we as writers really need to just write it. Don't worry about it. Get those words on the page. That's, that's really been a helpful thing for me to do. If I, I know I need something there, but I can't think of it. I just leave a placeholder and I write it in caps and highlight it and just move on. And that's so smart. And that's why you probably get a lot of words written every day and, and you'll be able to churn out a lot of books. Uh, so this, this will be the first one this year. And then you have more coming out next year. Yeah, I'm working on the second one right now. And then I'm going to, you know, scoot it through my, my, um, critique group and and yeah work on that I probably need to shorten my process of it because I read it I put it through and then I read it again make changes put it through read it again make changes it's it's a little slow so I think I need to level up <laughs> so to speak yeah you're looking at probably a couple at least a couple a year I hope so that would be nice Oh, yeah, that's always the, you know, if you, if you push yourself too much, you get burnout. Mm -hmm. If you don't push yourself enough, the readers forget who you are. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's yeah. a real fine line. I think, I think make sure that you take off a day a week or two days a week, you know, don't write on the weekends or something like that, just to kind of give yourself a mental break. Yeah, it's, it's a little hard too to do that when you have your steam going and everything. Because right now I'm, I feel really good about everything. I just, got done through like um well it wasn't a very actiony thing but it will be actiony once I get done editing it but you know I feel like I I'm really you know got the ball rolling and I don't want to stop <laughs> oh, no no you shouldn't you shouldn't when, when you do when the words are flowing it's always good to just keep going um and yeah you know stay up all night stay up all weekend get the words out uh, when when they are coming, because a lot of the times they don't come. And I think this year especially has been really crazy. I mean, it's just been a crazy year with all sorts of things happening. Mm -hmm. But, you know, soon the U.S. election will be over on Tuesday. And mm -hmm. so that will uh, will take a lot of pressure off uh, of people. And that will be nice. And uh, yeah. yeah, so that will help a lot. Yeah, especially, especially for me, it's just been really stressful that we're here in Florida, so it's a battleground state. 
So every single ad on TV is a political ad. Yeah, same here, same here. Uh, it's it's actually quite bad, and I get text messages all along. Lately, um, on a whim, I just responded to stop to one of them, and they said, you're unsubscribed. And I was like, I didn't even know I was subscribed. So I just respond stop, and that's kind of slowed things down, but it's it's bad. At least, you know, with COVID, I'm not having people knocking on my door every day, sometimes three times a day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. We, we used to, we used to have, um, I'm sure they're very nice. We had a group from a church. Um, I assume it was a church because it was on Sundays and they were all dressed very nice and the ladies all had hats. They looked really nice, but they would go up and down the street knocking on everybody's doors and we'd do the lay on the floor and hold your breath until they're gone. Because <laughs> I just don't want to, I don't want to talk um, with people I don't know about stuff. You know, I, I just don't want to. <laughs> I have a friend though that, where did he live? He would answer the door in a heavy metal shirt with a big snake wrapped around his neck. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't want to. That would uh, definitely put me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for anybody. And the only people who can knock on my door and I will gladly open it are Girl Scouts when they're selling cookies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I remember scaring years ago, I we lived in an apartment complex and we were on the second floor and Girl Scout knocked on my door and I opened it and was so excited that I scared the girl and she ran all the way down the stairs back to her mother. Come back, I want your cookies. <laughs> I did buy like a whole case from her. I said, no, 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 I want, I want cookies. I'm so sorry. I'm just really excited. So uh, yeah, that that's, when is Girl Scout cookie time? It's like January? Um. Do you know? You know, I don't know. There's Anybody a grocery store that sells knockoff Girl Scout cookies and I get my fix year round. <laughs> because this last year, nobody came to my house. So yeah, if you're a Girl Scout and you have an online uh, site that I can buy Girl Scout cookies from, put a link in the show notes and I will buy some cookies from you. Uh, especially <laughs> if they'll send them to me. So that's great. And unless there's some local place I can go to pick them up, I suppose. So I, I, I assume you're like me, that you're stuck in the house and you just can't get out. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. self-isolating. Um, we're lucky enough to have occupations that allow us to do that where, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a writer, so I have to stay home. And my husband is a manager for um, a advertising company. So he does uh, developmental website stuff or whatever on, on, the, on the computer. <laughs> Yeah, so so you're lucky, so you can be at home and you don't have to worry about. Yeah, and about he leaving has a house. secure network connection or whatever, so we're we're totally fine. Yeah, I don't think anybody can hear it. I think someone turned the shower on in the room next to me. My office, the shower wall with the bathroom. Um, <laughs> and it's really loud. Really but you loud. can't hear it, right? No. Can you hear the neighbor kid? Oh, that's good. <laughs> Wow, it's so loud. Um, so, okay, and this is this is one that I sometimes ask people that I I'm always surprised by the answer, and sometimes not, and then sometimes I'll have a friend, a mutual friend, who will say, "I know what they should have said." So, as a writer, and kind of you know, you got the genies and things, but so how do we come upon this that one time? It was something about spirit animals or something. It was where if you could, you have these these inner voices, you know, that that uh, speak to you and help guide what you're going to write. 
And I know people that have like uh, uh, sculptures and things uh, around their office and in their rooms, or it's like the people that take the trolls when they go to uh, play bingo. Oh, and they yeah. have like 20 trolls and they pet the trolls and then that's going to bring them luck. So do you have any, I had my dog, who was my spirit animal, but she's gone now. So I feel kind of lost without her because she would yeah. sit underneath my desk. Um, so do you have a, a something that helps to like, like guide you? It's funny that you mentioned your dog because uh, my cat, uh, the whole time I, the whole time I wrote this book, she sat on my, she slept on my lap, snored, drooled all over me, but she passed away last year. And so that was really hard. But um, while I was researching um, this second book, I was looking up uh, Mayan gods and I came across one that was like um, Hun bats and Hun chowler, they're howler monkeys. And they're apparently the patron spirit of writers. Interesting, I didn't know that. I didn't know that to do that research wise. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to do a series on folklore. And so I've been doing a lot of reading about folklore. Mm -hmm. How do you do reading about genies when genies, I mean, you can go back and read a thousand and one Arabian nights, yeah. which is if people haven't read it, you need to, it's a series of stories that Scheherazade, Scheherazade, Scheherazade tells to the sheik. So he doesn't kill her every night. She tells him a story so that He'll let her live through the, through the, I think she had a sister or something too. I need to read it again. I mean, but aside from that, uh, how do you research what you're going to write? Um, so the whole, like the genie thing, um, it's all made up aside from the bottle and, you know, you get wishes, three wishes, that's all thing, but everything else, like all the, you know, if you're wearing gold or whatever, that's your slave, all that stuff. I just made it up because that makes it easy. I'm a lazy writer, so it's easy to just make it up, but like the face stuff, there's a whole trove of information out on the internet that you can just look up and, and take what works for you, right? That's at least what I'm doing. Now, it, with, with all our time sitting around, I know you're not probably writing all the time. You probably are doing more reading. Yes, I read. I read a lot. I'm a bookworm, book dragon, whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this reading block happened to me when um, I first got really into the critiquing circle that I'm, that I'm in. And um, see, the problem is with some of these groups is that they throw rules at you. Like there's like, you have to do this sort of thing. You, you know, you can't, um, you can't chuckle a word. You can't sigh a word, these sort of things and all that, you know, how you write and everything. And I used to read a lot of free books and because, you know, that's what I could afford. You know, I have a steak appetite, but I can only afford a bag of chips. So I get the free books and I just kept, I wasn't finding anything. I just was not happy with anything that was being fed to me through through all of this. But um, I just kind of got over myself because I think I had my head up my butt or something. And uh, I was just like, well, you know, if they don't grab you by the first or third, first, second chapter, whatever, then just return it. You don't have to read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I used to read everything. I bought a book at the dollar store. Adam was in the title, but I forget what the whole title was. <laughs> this is a book at the dollar store. I thought it was a hardcover. And uh, I kept that for years and years and years. And finally, just one day I said, I'm going to, I paid a dollar. I'm going to read this whole book. <laughs> and I did. It actually wasn't horrible. wasn't great. If I, you know, it's so funny. If I'd paid more, I think I would have stopped reading it sooner. 
but the fact that I got it from the dollar store for some reason that made me read the whole thing because <laughs> it was such a bargain, I guess. Wow. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm with you on the, the free books. Yeah. Uh, some, I mean, sometimes, and sometimes too, if you read too much or for movies, I used to go to the movies all the time. Every single movie that came out, I went to see and I saw so many that I got very critical of everything. And so movies yeah. that people liked, I would be like, this and this and this and this and this were wrong with that movie. And it's, you know, it's like, oh, I stopped going so much. So now I can look past a lot of it. Uh, and I think maybe it's the same with books. You know, we have to remember um, there's a lot of them out there. You know, if you're, if you're not happy with, what's, with what you're reading, pick something else. Yeah. And, you know, there are a few books out there that I really enjoy reading and I had a lot of fun reading them. So it's, there are, there's a lot of diamonds out there, but you have to sift through, you have to sift through the, what, what, coal. Do you want to get that payout right away in that first chapter that drags you into the story? Or are you, are you willing to sit down and, and let them take their 50, 60, 70 pages to build whatever they're building? You know, if I, it depends on the genre that I'm reading. If I'm reading a paranormal romance or an urban fantasy, I expect, I expect to be gripped pretty, pretty quickly. I mean, you know, and I also, you know, if I like the way that they're writing, I'll read on to the next chapter. And that sometimes has, you know, been a good, good way to do it because, you know, oh, I'm glad I went on. But like, if I'm reading an epic fantasy, then <clears throat> I don't expect something exciting to happen right away. I want to get to know the characters, learn the new world, find out what they're, you know, get, get the um, traditions or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so it, it really depends on what you're reading. Um, lately, I've been wanting to be gripped right away. So that's... Then, then as a, when you put your writer's hat on, are you thinking about the expectations of your readers? then and are, are you looking at each genre like in the genre with urban fantasy or what was the one where you said that you wanted to have more of a build-up oh epic fantasy yeah yeah um if i just don't um as a writer it's mo mostly like um it's a little easier to write in a modern setting with minimal characters so that you don't have to worry about it and if you yeah, you just, I just, I wrote to my expectations, I guess, like what I was getting tired of writing, I wrote, I wrote something new, because I was tired of writing, you know, and a fantasy with three sons and one, one continent, I was tired of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. now with the, with the genie one, since there isn't a huge genre already out there, you can go ahead and set some of the tropes yourself and create some of the world yourself and not have to worry about, you know, cause your reader expectations really aren't gonna be there as strong as they would for a historical. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's probably tons of genie books out there that I just haven't been able to find or realize they were genie books, so. Yeah, so uh, it sounds like it sounds like it's a, uh, it's a good genre then for um, finding people because you know it's it's an interesting genre I mean when you told me about it I thought wow I didn't know there were books about that and that is a really cool idea and yeah I mean I love magic and yeah I love Dry Dream of Jeannie and it always made me nuts that why the hell is the guy wanting her to not be you know not be herself not be a genie and why is he hiding these things and 
you know, he doesn't have to want riches and things like that, but to forbid her, you know, to be herself. Yeah. And, you know, he was kind of bossy too. He was all like, Jeannie, do this. Why aren't you doing this right? Like it was always her fault. Well, Farrell did a remake, right? Yeah, with uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah, they did remake it. It was kind of funny. I mean, it was a cute little rom-com. Yeah, yeah. And I just... As much as I always say, oh, I'm not a huge fan of, of romance. I do like some romantic comedies, especially when they're told from the point of view of the man and not the woman. Oh, have you seen Stranger Than Fiction? Yes, I love that. I've just watched that last week. Yeah. Love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yeah, that one. And of course, Notting Hill is my ultimate favorite movie to watch. And, uh, and Hugh Grant does just such a great job in it. And I love that it's from his point of view. And his feelings and his roommate was just such a one, such a funny character. I saw him in something recently that I can't remember what it was. And I could, all I could think was picture him standing there in his, in his underwear, posing for the cameras when they were looking for Julia Roberts. <laughs> oh, what was he on? I think he was on elementary. I think he played Sherlock's brother on elementary. I think uh, the American version of um, Sherlock Holmes. So we're doing this early, but by the time this airs, Bad Luck Janie from the Smoke and Magic series will be out. Yeah. And so we will have in the show notes uh, links to the book on Amazon. Yep. And do you have a mailing list uh, for people to join to find out when future books and snippets and all that great stuff will be happening? I sure do. I'll give you the link for that as well. Okay. And website or anything like that? Yeah. Um, the website is aemckenna.com. So it's pretty, pretty simple. I have a blog. I normally talk about video games though. <laughs> yes, that's right. She's a huge video game person. So if you are a video game enthusiast, I highly recommend that you join her mailing list because uh, I love video games too. I can't play the 3D ones, but I can play the old school linear ones, you know, side to side or up or down, uh, the new ones I can't do. It just destroys me. But, um, but if you want to talk video games, then we'll definitely want to want to join her, uh, her mailing list. Uh, most definitely. So thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, we've already told everybody how to find you. So drop down to the show notes and click on those links and you can get Amy's book. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me. And everything we talked about will be in the show notes. So just drop down, have a look, click on the book link and go grab a copy. You will love it. And let's see, I think that's about it right now. Um, uh, If you have any comments, uh, book suggestions, anything like that, you know what I can do with my hair until I can actually go to a salon? (laughs) Dear, I'm running out of options. I can't wear hats all the time. Anyway, so uh, that's it for this time. We'll be back next week with another great show. In the meantime, go read a good book. 